Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back here. Team 980 Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you. And our pleasure right now to... Go to the BetQL guest hotline, bring in our guest, who is Vince Quinn, host of the Bell and Birdman podcast, formerly with WIP and CBS Sports, and he is riding high in Philadelphia. Ain't no Eagles will host the Commanders next Monday night, and uh, Vince, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, like you said, Scott, we're ain't no, baby! What, what else can I ask for? The team's undefeated. It's amazing. It is. I mean, they're off to a great start. Look, they were ultra-aggressive this offseason. You know, getting A.J. Brown obviously has been a huge boom. But let's rewind all the way back to the end of the season. All right, under Nick Sirianni in year one, they get to the playoffs. But, man, it felt like the whole world was wondering after the season ended if they had the quarterback in place uh, to get them to that next level with Jalen Hurts. And, you know, maybe they should go after Russell Wilson, if Aaron Rodgers is available, all those crazy fantasy sports topic uh, conversations. And did you ever think in your wildest of dreams, your most, you know, Eagles-like, you know, you know, positive dreams, Vince, that this quarterback, Jalen Hurts, could, could put out the type of season he's putting out right now? No. I mean, I, here's the amazing thing about it, right, is because, one, the roster's amazing. Sure, he's got all that stuff around him. But when you think about Jalen Hurts and what makes him so special, he doesn't have negative plays. He just doesn't do it. Like, it's, it's amazing to see a guy that's so consistently, if he throws a bad ball, Nine times out of ten, it's not an interception. Like the, one of the few picks that he's had this year, it got tipped off of the receiver, uh, the running back. It hit Kenny Gainwell right in the hands, and then it bounced up, and it ended up getting picked. It wasn't really on Jalen. So the guy just is positive play after positive play, or at least a neutral play. You know, if he's in the backfield, he's getting chased, he's running to the sideline, he'll throw it away if nobody's there. Otherwise, he's got the ability he can run and take it for ten yards or or fifty in certain cases. Like it's just. It's so amazing when you've got a guy that's a great athlete, makes good decisions, has good ball placement, and doesn't turn it over. It's it's incredible, and he's a big reason why they are where they are today. Yeah, I mean, it's a great point. I mean, you know, again, giveaway takeaway so often is forgotten, but it's always it's like the undefeated stat every year in the NFL, right? I mean, it's like the giveaway takeaway winners are are the are the teams that that tend to win uh, football games. Uh, more often than not. And a guy, look, he's handling the ball all the time as a runner, as a passer. I mean, there's a lot to be said for the fact that he has been so secure with the football because he is the the one player they are literally keying in on every single play. Yeah, and, and think about this too. Like with the proliferation of offenses today where it's the RPO all the time, 
and you've got all these different, you know, all these all these decisions that you're making at the point of, okay, am I going to hand the ball off? Am I going to keep the ball? Am I going to pass it? Is it going to be a run if I keep it or hand it off? Either way, when you're looking at all that stuff, he makes good reads on that too. Like, he just consistently is deciding in that moment when he's picking on a defensive end or a linebacker, he's always making the right decision. And, again, it's just that level of processing for a guy that, He's only in his third year in the league. He's only in his second year as a starter. It's it's unbelievable. All right. Now, as you look at this team right now, I mean, I don't know if they'll have another game on their schedule, maybe at the Cowboys where they'd be the underdog. So as you start looking at the season, I mean, you know, and, and dream, I mean, you're already, well, almost halfway through it, right? Not quite halfway through because of the 17, goofy 17 game. But 8-0, I mean, where, where's the trouble spots for this team when you, when you look at the future schedule? Yeah, Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> that's where my mind goes. I'm greedy. I'm so greedy, Scott. I've been yep. looking at it for a while, just going, yep, Super Bowl, it's us, the Bills, and the Chiefs, and who else? But, that's awesome. No, you're right. Uh, the, the Dallas game on Christmas Eve is the only game left that is really substantial to me when you're thinking about, okay, who's a legitimate opponent that can actually beat this team? And, like, for what it's worth, whether it's looking at the commanders on Monday night or any team that's trying to beat this team, the biggest weakness for the Eagles is running the ball. I mean, if if you can run the ball well, and if you watch that Thursday night game against Houston, Damian Pierce is a monster. I mean, that guy is so good, and their running attack is so good as a whole. So they were able to really beat the Eagles up. They kept that game close. They shortened the game, and then it just fell apart once they had to pass. But Dallas can run the ball, and they did that successfully with Cooper Rush. The problem is Cooper Rush stinks. Uh, every time yeah. he's throwing the ball, it's it's like there's helium in the football. It just kind of floats. So like they they were able to take advantage of that in the secondary, and it just it wasn't a game. But if Dak Prescott's healthy, that running attack's going, that defensive front that they've got is really good. That's a good matchup. I mean, that's it, and it's on the road. So if they can win a game decisively on the road against Dallas, that means everything to me. All right, we're talking to Vince Quinn Bellin, uh, the Birdman podcast with us here on. Uh, the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Be the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. All right. Um, I remember when Sirianni, Nick Sirianni was hired, there was, man, there was a lot of people, you know, Twitter was having a field day with this guy's opening press conference. He stumbled over words. Uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't seem so sure of himself. I mean, and all this stuff. But here he is, you know, in year two with an 8-0 start after making the playoffs in year one when there were you know, no expectations of that. Why do you think Nick Sirianni has been such a success? And you know how much of it is also, because of any great head coach or any successful season, there's a staff involved. I mean, and how much of it do you credit also to the staff he was able to uh, you know, assemble uh, there in Philadelphia? Well, yeah, that's, a, that's the biggest thing. Because, I mean, when you think about the modern coaches today, what, what are you looking for? He fits it in a lot of ways. It's a young guy. It's an offensive guy in terms of his background. He's got leadership capabilities, and they gave him the gig. But the, the biggest thing for him that differentiates him from a lot of these other guys that are getting hired, and I think one of the biggest reasons why he's so successful, he's not calling the plays. And and that's not easy for a lot of these guys to do. Uh, he just looks at it and goes, nope, I'm going to oversee this whole operation. I'm going to let other people call things. I can check in with them as stuff is going on and make sure everything's smooth. But he's just overseeing the whole operation, and that allows him to do so much more. And for these other guys, I mean, once in a while, they need work. You know, sometimes the Eagles come out like a big problem for them is first half dominant. I mean, maybe the, the best second-quarter scoring offense in the entire league, but they were terrible in the second half for the largest stretch of this season so far. I mean, really bad. 
So they've needed to make tweaks. He's had to be on top of that defensively. There's times where they're just getting beat up when they shouldn't be. That needs to be handled. So you'll see him arguing with the coaches on the sideline from time to time. That's good coaching. Like you, you do not need to do everything to be a great coach, and he understands that, and that could give him a lot of longevity. I mean, the question is then, and this is the problem that you get in, and this is why teams like that play caller is, if your play caller works and he gets a job, what do you do? So that's yeah. going to be the consistent problem he's got to deal with. And, hey, I mean, Frank Reich's out there. Maybe we call up Frank. He comes back in. I, I can get excited for that. Yeah, look, I mean, Nick Sirianni, uh, no no coincidence, maybe he leaves the Colts and they've gone to crap. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like to me. That's what it looks like right now. Well, I mean, that that's interesting because you're right. I mean, he comes in here, he's got chops as an offensive guy doesn't call plays and as you know I mean for all the great years uh, Andy Reid had I mean you know he usually called the plays I mean there was times I guess he would give up the play sheet for a bit but it was ultimately always Andy Reid's offense in this case has it been though like is Nick Sirianni still the guy that is really you know you know even though he's not the the play caller anymore is it still you know his offense and his vision as to what he wants the offense to be yeah, it, it, he's clearly got a hand in all this stuff is assembled, and that's, that's the nice thing about all this, too, is he got everything situated here. They're his guys. You know, he came in with a completely clean slate for the most part, and the other people that he kept, it's like the offensive line coach, and everything that he does is amazing. So you don't touch him. Jeff Stoutland is a god in my book. But uh, anybody else, yeah. I mean, they've all come in with him. They've all worked together on this offense. They're now in the second year of building it, and they got the essential missing piece. I mean, A.J. Brown solved everything for this team. I wasn't sure, and that was, to me it was a big question going into this. It was like, okay, A.J. Brown does a lot of his work in the middle of the field. Jalen Hurts doesn't throw the ball all that well in the middle of the field last year. Was, he was almost allergic to the middle of the field. So you're going, okay, I mean, getting A.J. Brown in here is either going to fix everything or now you've traded a first-round pick for this guy who is best friends with Jalen Hurts and it doesn't work at all, and it's a complete disaster. But A.J.'s unlocked everything. And and also, I mean, the talent makes it easier, too, because you can pretty much run whatever you want, and even if it wasn't that good schematically, it's going to work because Dallas Goddard's good, Devontae Smith's good, A.J. Brown's good, the offensive line's good. So you can, you can make it all work. But generally, Nick's, Nick has been involved with everything that's going to give you stability if coordinators change, and, and that's exactly where you want to be. All right, Vince Quinn's with us. Uh, final moments here, Bell and Bird podcast uh, with us here on Burgundy Gold today. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Scott Jackson here with you today. All right, so in, in terms of this team, if there is, you mentioned, you can get, you can run on them. How much of that uh, do you think is a fixable situation at this point for the Eagles? And is that really the only thing that you know, besides obviously a rash of injury somewhere, that is holding this team back from truly having what would be you know the, the greatest season in Eagles history? Yeah, that is the number one thing. It's it's number one, two, three, and four on the list, if you ask me. And then after that, you're just getting into play calling. And and that's where it gets complicated, because for a lot of fans, it's like, oh, we need to add all these other pieces, as if, you know, Robert Quinn wasn't enough. Uh, we need to add all these other pieces. It's like, no, you've got all the pieces. You just need to coach it better and, and dominate certain teams when they've got inherent weaknesses that everybody can see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for them, it's the run defense. Jordan Davis is out now for a couple of weeks. He's been great as a rookie. I mean, absolutely great. And uh, for for the impact specifically that he brings to the run game for them, and now that he's out the next six weeks, we're going to see how they fare, and hopefully he comes back healthy and he's good for the playoff run. But if they don't figure that out, I mean, yeah, like the nice thing is for me, I mean, selfishly, again, Kansas City and Buffalo are the teams that care about the most. 
Uh, when I'm looking at those two, they don't run the ball all that well, and you can probably skate by on this. But if you're giving an opportunity to Dallas, whether it's a chance for the division title, which they could still lose at this point because, hey, Dallas has, what, one loss, two losses? So uh, so they're still in the division hunt, and if they beat us on uh, that, that game on Christmas Eve, then, yeah, I mean, they could very well win the division. So you got to worry about it for that. But otherwise, everything else is pretty clean with this team. I mean, offensively, run game works, pass game, they're spreading the ball around, they're hitting all these different levels of the field. They started adding in deep shots a little bit more. It's all clean and smooth. Defensively, the secondary is elite. It's one of the best secondaries I've ever seen. I mean, just in terms of overall dominance, all these guys individually, man-to-man, zone, deflections, leading to turnovers, actually catching it when it's thrown in their hands, which a lot of DBs drop those balls. These guys don't. It's it's incredible to see what's going on, and that's it. They just they just got to lock down the run game. And a lot of teams don't win the f- uh, football games, especially in the playoffs, running the ball all the time. So it's a pretty good spot to be, too. No doubt. Uh, it takes away the sting, I'm sure, of, of what happened with the Phillies uh, for you guys. I mean, having a big football <laughs> season. At the end of the day, though, I mean, it is still an Eagles town, right? I mean, you know, no offense to all the other teams. Yeah, it's it's an Eagles team by a mile, or an Eagles town by a yeah. mile. I mean, everybody just lives it, breathes it, and, uh, I mean, it makes sense. But part of it is just the, the effect of being good for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, that that really matters. And I would figure for, for you and what you're seeing in Washington, everybody's got to be pretty excited that Snyder's probably getting out because maybe the team could be good again and more people will come back to the team, you know? And there, there will be more excitement because they're just inherently more exciting. And, like, for the Eagles – yeah, they've been one of the best teams in football for the last almost 25 years now. I mean, Andy Reid came in in like 98, 99. So since then, when you're that good, I mean, even your casuals kind of become diehards because they've been around it for so long, and it's been interesting for so long. So uh, on one level, we're completely spoiled getting a Super Bowl in 2017. We certainly felt like that. If we get two, if we win this year, we're going to be insufferable. I just want to let you know. <laughs> we, we are going to be completely insufferable. We're never going to shut up for the rest of our lives about it. Oh. It's going to be great. So I hope yeah. you're ready for it. <laughs> I love it, Vince. I, I love the I love the you know self-reflection there. That's awesome. And it's true. You will be. There's no question. Listen, I was the worst person you would ever have met in the 90s, you know, early 90s, talking about the Washington Redskins. I was obnoxious in college. Oh, my God. People hated me. And people that didn't even care about the NFL hated the Redskins because of me. So I'm with you. I know I know how it works. You can definitely get there and enjoy it. I mean, it's great because, you know, I've been in the desert, man, for decades now. So, uh, you know, we took the victory with the news, and we'll, we'll hope to see some good things coming here soon. But we're going to continue to listen to some Jay-Z today and talk about our Prime accounts. But, hey, um, <laughs> thanks a lot, Vince. Uh, good talking to you again, uh, Bell and Birdman Podcast. And, by the way, shout-out to you. you. You were smart, you and your fans, and I, I kind of made fun of you guys at the time. When you came down here and took over FedEx Field, I was like, why don't you just wait for the Monday night game? No, no, you knew something was going to happen. You knew you weren't going to get a chance to boo Carson Wentz in your stadium. So you guys didn't – you didn't leave anything to chance. You came here and you took over. So, so kudos to you guys for seeing that. Yeah, no, it was a great feeling, Scott. I'm glad we made the leap. We came down. We booed Carson Wentz. We conquered. We got home. We, everybody was happy and fat. It was a wonderful day. And, yeah, he isn't going to play this week. And I'll say this for, for your Washington fans out there. You have a lot better chance this week because he's not playing. They have a, I mean, ten times, for whatever the chance is, for whatever low percentage you want to give this, it is ten times better with Taylor Heineke because he will not automatically fold the second he walks into that stadium. So be thankful it's not Wentz this week. Yeah, and you know what? He might actually get pumped up to hear the Rocky music before the game because I'm pretty sure he thinks he's Rocky. (laughs) So, hey, uh, great stuff, Vince, as always, man. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Yeah, take it easy, Scott.
All right, there is Vince Quinn, Bell and Birdman podcast. Yeah, I mean, he's not kidding. If they win the Super Bowl this year, oh, my God. I mean, for me, that means no more Christmases and uh, Thanksgivings with the in-laws. I mean, I just can't. I I can't. I mean, it's hard enough. I mean, I had to go to the Super Bowl the Eagles were in. That was hard. I mean, my in-laws all die-hard Eagle fans. Oh, and there is no – I mean, that's all they are. I mean, they're into it, you know, the green and – Everything. Birds. Whew. Dodged a bullet with the World Series, but man, I I'm worried. I'm worried. I don't know. I mean this and then this Josh Allen news this week about his elbow. I mean, all you Bill's Mafia folks jumping on tables all this time. You know what it feels like to hurt your elbow. You know how that goes. And now he might be out for a while. Who knows? What's gonna happen there? You get a case kingdom experiment potentially for a while. That could derail your chances of winning the division. Who knows? What could happen there? Since the Dolphins are apparently legit. But good stuff. I mean, they do. I mean, Philly looks good. But I'm with Fred. I mean, hey, every team's beatable. I hate the fact that they played on Thursday night, though. Got the extra time. That's not good. That was not a good setup for the uh, for the old commanders. Not at all. And the Eagles, let's be honest, the Eagles broke wins, too. I mean, that game broke him. It really did. And I know he came back and won a game, that terrible Chicago game. But let's be real. That was the game that broke him and shattered his confidence, and he started running into sacks after that. That was the game that totally, totally uh, destroyed him. Anyway, Moses, please get this guy off the radio. Glad you mentioned the Phillies. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. It's true, man. I mean – but look, he's being honest about it. They're going to be insufferable. Did you ever know a Red Sox fan during the time when they finally broke through with their first World Series and then, oh, my God, they won more? That was awful. It was awful. I mean, they came out. of the. They were like the cicadas. Like, you didn't even know they existed. And they just came out of the ground and just took over. Took over. And it wasn't just a one-shot deal. See, that's what I was hoping. When the Eagles won that year, I was like, oh, I hope this is a one-shot goofy thing. You won it with, you know, Nick Foles, blah, blah, blah. It's over. No, they're actually in a better position now for long-term success than they have been in all these other runs. They are. It's really disgusting. All right. Jerry Jones had something to say about the commander sale. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. It's um, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Oh, H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the up. All right, welcome back. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. I don't know, maybe we need to kill this uh, Jay-Z music here in a little bit after reading this Jerry Jones stuff from um, his appearance on his uh, – I was going to say his coach's show. (laughs) On his radio show, his radio appearance they call it now, weekly appearance with uh, uh, Sean and RJ down there in Dallas. Um, They talked about a potential sale of the Commanders. And here's what Jerry Jones had to say. Um, they're exploring options. And basically, that is really, in my view, an operating option in the sense that they've got some great plans to build a fabulous venue in the nation's capital. In doing so, it'll raise all boats in the NFL, raise our game. But that's going to take an enormous amount of capital. Look at what they had to be spent in Los Angeles to get SoFi out there. No, I want to stop right here for a second. Wait, so is there a new stadium plan? Because the one we had before was this little mini stadium, right? Like this was like a tiny house, right? It's like tiny stadium. Like, oh, we're going to have the smallest stadium in the NFL and be happy about it. And with a little, you know, they're going to have like the strip mall involved in it around it, I think it was. And they had the, the, the amphitheater and all this other stuff. And the team was going to be there and there were going to be, you know, luxury condos or what have you and all this other stuff. I don't remember SoFi you know, it was huge. I mean, SoFi's got a lot of things going to it. I didn't, I didn't feel like it was SoFi caliber, but this is interesting from Jerry. He goes on to say, these stadiums have really increased in terms of amount of resources it takes to get one done at that level. That'll be an expensive buildup up there in, Was- in the Washington area. All of that is why they're looking at their options financially. Jones, um, according to the story, and this is on, by the way, the Team 980 um, on odyssey.com on the website, Jones has made efforts of late to play down things in the middle when asked about Snyder and the Commanders. He did just that when asked if there needs to be a change in Washington. So here was his answer to that. He goes, again, I'm not going there or getting there. He goes, but usually these things are dictated totally by financial implications completely, whether it be from an owner's standpoint of his for what he may have on a personal basis or whether that's what it takes to make the franchise be what it can be. Make no mistake, the Washington franchise is one of the great sports franchises in the world. It'll get to its fruition by virtue of doing what they're doing. They're checking the different ways they can to get that stadium built and get the team competing at a high level. I know that's arm-waving, but this is just the process. So that was a little bit from Jerry Jones today on um, what's going on here with the commanders. And, this, you know, and again, it talks about the stadium. Now let me ask you this. Did this is you know rhetorical clearly, but did the stadium situation get better or worse when it was announced? I don't know. Was it a year ago? A little bit more than a year ago? I guess it would have been like 14 months ago, 15 months ago. That Dan stepping away from the team to handle the stadium. The answer would be B. It got worse. Um, so I think we all are well aware of that. That was like supposed to be. Oh, he's going to go close the stadium deal, right? He went out. You know, there was the. 
you know, years before that, right, him and Jason Wright and um, some others went out and checked out SoFly together, and TMZ caught him doing that. Uh, we've had these meetings, supposedly, that we've heard about with others that, uh, you know, they wouldn't even take it to a vote in Virginia with such an unpopular bill. Maryland has been steadfast in saying, hey, sure, we'll give you – we're not giving you any money, but we'll prepare the land. We'll, we'll, we'll put up this amount of money to handle that. D.C. said, no, thank you. Uh, to this point, so, again, it, it got harder the more involved he got and the more these, you know, reports came out and different investigations and what have you. So, interesting what Jerry says um, about them exploring the options. And, again, it may come down. It was just too expensive for them to pull it off because they were going to have to do it on their own and they don't have the capital for it. And to go into business with him, you'd have to have a, a brass pair, right? I mean, to really not worry about um, the fallout and, you know, the negative publicity that you would get from it. And they have not pushed back on these reports at all that says, you know, he was eyeing a full sale of the team, which is what Jake Glazer reported. And there's been no pushback. And they're quick to answer things these days after not being. They haven't said anything about it. And, again, I don't think you go to a bank to get minority shareholders. You you could do that on your own. Well, most people could. Maybe not. Um, maybe not them. Maybe they couldn't. I don't know. But most most of them do. Just do it on their own. All right. Uh, coming up, we'll get to a few more things uh, from the commander's loss on Sunday, including um, the complaints about officials. And also we'll get to the Colts before we get out of here. That was a strange, strange situation for sure. It is uh, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson with you here is the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. All right, back at it here. Burgundy Gold tonight, Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, Hoffman Show coming up at uh, 3 o'clock here on the Team 980. Commanders will um, be back at it tomorrow on the practice field. Of course, today, the usual, the usual, you know, Tuesday off. But they do have that extra time uh, this week. It will be uh, fascinating to see what they uh, what they have Monday night. Is there any wrinkle? I mean, just anything like just creative out of the offense to try to help Taylor Heineke have a fighter's chance in the Philadelphia. I mean, I don't I don't think you need a Masters in offensive football to understand that he's a little bit shorter. Um, and your offensive line, you know, they're not the strongest in the middle, and he's getting passes blocked down, then maybe you ought to move him, right? right? Not real, not a crazy idea. But it took near damn near a half for that to happen, didn't it? Did it not? I mean, just bizarro world, like just strange. Um, how slow to go it can be at times during the game. Uh, you know, somebody needs to get a hold of that play sheet, the, the scripted prior to the game and just burn the damn thing because they've been horrendous getting out of the gates here lately and that's got a that's got a switch i mean you're going to get embarrassed on monday night football uh, by the eagles but yeah you can run on them if you if you're you know actually able to move some people block some people which you know at times these guys do there's not consistently enough i would uh like to think that you know you'd see more of a more of a uh, successful run game early would be helpful. And, you know, I tell you, right now, when you watch, you know, Gibson and Robinson, I mean, I think the order's wrong. 
You know, I mean, it, it feels like Gibson should be the first one. I know a few weeks ago, obviously, they did have him come out first, but he's been better. He's been more impactful. You know, Robinson maybe needs to be the, the other guy, you know, at this point. And I know that would maybe change your mindset on the kickoffs and those things, but, you know, you could still you could still have a, you know, a timeshare, but just switch the order. But I, I think, I think uh, Gibson's been underused in a sense over these uh, last couple games after having some good usage prior to that. He's, he's definitely had this the fresher look to him. And it makes sense because, again, Robinson missed a lot of time, went through a lot. I mean, he had the trauma of a gunshot wound, for goodness sakes, wounds uh, in him. Came back from that. I mean, and this isn't the same offensive line, by the way, he played with in the preseason, right? I mean, the one he played with in the preseason, you know, had Wes Schweitzer on it. Wes is out. And obviously, Ruye uh, was a brief participant, I want to say, in the preseason. And that's that group's gone. You know, that's those two guys are out. Ruye not coming back. I think there's a chance on Wes, maybe. But if this is the group they're going to continue to roll with, you know, it's going to be challenging for sure. I don't know, maybe, you know, Sam Cosme looked like he was getting closer to coming back last week. But, again, probably need him to be at a guard position, not a tackle position if he does come back. Not sure they'll do that. They did show that in the preseason, though. They didn't have that combination in the preseason. So maybe they could uh, go that route. So Brian Robinson had 44 yards Sunday, and he is yet to average four yards a carry in a game this year. You know, and I know for everybody who wants to say, you know, hey, man, this is a running team. That doesn't show me they're a running team. You know, Antonio Gibson, 11, carries 36 yards. Um, doesn't show me that either. But he had 53 carries over the first four games for 173 yards, which isn't too, isn't too good. Uh, 36 carries over the last five games from 155. So it's obviously he's improving recently when given opportunities. Probably because of that timeshare, right? And, fr- and look, you're motivated. Like, you're like, crap, man. I might, you know, if I don't have a good good, uh, good series here, I might be on the bench because they can play the kid. So, I mean, there's probably some of that, too. I mean, there's a little bit of motivation there, I'm sure, as part of it. You know, they didn't have, obviously, McKissick this week. Not to say they've been using him anyway, and it feels like he doesn't even fit the offense anymore. Um, after, you know, <laughs> like the celebration and keeping him – you know, getting one over on the Bills. Remember that old celebration this offseason? How good that felt for like 24 hours? <laughs> anyway, and now like when he's been out there, they hardly use him, even with Taylor, which surprised me because I thought Heineke coming back would actually be the key to uh, bring him back. And the fact that it's his neck, by the way, is scary because that was obviously the, the injury he had a year ago that ended his season. So that's that's a little frightening. We'll see what the situation is tomorrow as they move forward. But that's uh, that's a little something to uh, keep our eyes on for sure. But if he's not gonna again be ready to play, you know, if you're gonna suit up, you know, your your th- you know three running backs, it's okay to use all three. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, <laughs> you can do that. I mean, especially when you got a guy that every time he touches the ball, he looks like he, he he's going to run through a brick wall in, in Jonathan Williams. I mean, if he's available, which he was last week, I mean, let the guy, you know, let the guy get a couple carries. I mean, he's – every time they've given him the ball, he's done something positive. But if the other two guys aren't really wowing you, work him in for a series or some plays. Maybe get some plays he likes that you liked it for him. I don't know. Just 
a lot of, a lot of guys being wasted um, that are on the active roster. It's not being used enough. You're not going to keep everybody happy, and you know it'd be one thing if look, it's one thing if somebody's having themselves a game, right? Like it's one thing if somebody's just tearing it up. You're like, well, why are you going to you know take away from this person? But th- th- nothing is you know when you're in a rut in the beginning of the game, nothing's working. I mean, find somebody, find a matchup, find a player, find you know, find somebody who's going to make a play for you. By the way, you know, there's been a guys made plays. You know, you know, if you want to go per touch per play, and I get it, it's not a lot of opportunities for him, but usually when he touches the ball, it's like the result is like a first down, or is a good result is the rookie tight end who was not drafted, who was a quarterback, and Armani Rogers. I mean, you know, usually there are things, good things happen for him when he touches the ball. Anyway, they uh, – I like the end of the round to him. That was a nice play. And that was, of course, right after – the end of the round to Ro- Armani Rogers, excuse me, was right after the silly challenge flag. That was – you know, so you had a good play there to get you the first down. You didn't need to burn the challenge flag there. You know, there was just no reason for that. And, of course, the other part of the challenge flag that, you know, sucks is it stopped the clock, right? At that point, it stopped the clock. I mean, there was like, what, what are you doing? I mean, come on, you keep keep the drive going. You don't don't need to stop the clock. Anyhow, that was uh, quite frustrating. That was quite frustrating. And you know, among the among the grievances from the head coach after the game, besides the officials, was well, you guys would have ripped me if I would have wouldn't have thrown the flag there. N- nobody's ripping you on a on a one yard challenge. I'm sorry. You know, unless it's at the goal line, and then they would challenge. You know, you wouldn't have to challenge it because it's a potential scoring play, most likely. But we were ripping the coach on the other sideline the week before. The boy genius, you know, Matt Lafleur, you know, part of the Shanahan club for his stupidity of burning his two challenges in the first half and not having any timeouts. You know, there or not having any challenges. Excuse me, as the game went on. I mean, and again, you, you know, every week this team's in a nail biter probably makes sense to keep a couple timeouts in your pocket each week. And then throwing the analytics guy under the bus for the timeout prior to the two-minute warning was interesting, too. Because, again, from my, my – and, again, I might be wrong. Maybe maybe I'm off here. But the way it was presented, I believe, at the opening press conference was this was coach-centric, not, not you know, listening to got the underlings during the games, right? I mean, I think that's how it works. At the end of the day, it's still your decision. You're supposed to wear everything. Part of being coach-centric, I thought, meant that the buck stops here. It's like a me thing first, and then we get to the we. But I, I don't I don't catch that. I know one of the recommend, the recommenders, of course, of this particular coach was, was the great Joe Gibbs. But one of the great, great things, underrated parts of Joe, of course, was his ability to take all the blame. Even when it wasn't, like he would take it all, like he would put it on him, made it about him, you know, being the person that, that hey, I'm the one who messed up. You know, he would take the bullets for his guys, even though he didn't need to, um, all the time. But he did, you know. He's like, it starts with me. I always say it starts with me, even if it didn't. He he would say it. And man, oh man, but boy, we had a finger pointing contest. Whew! If you could win a Lombardi for a finger pointing contest or blame game. <laughs> Yeah, I got you knew Arch, you knew he'd be holding that trophy. Yes, he would. Good at that. Nah, you know. And again, 
it's fine to be cool during the game. You know, if that's your thing, you know, we're not going to show, we're not going to panic, we're not going to show motion, whatever it is. That's great. But then to like this, the sudden burst of energy over anybody questioning questionable decisions is hilarious to me after every game. It really is. Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> I mean, where was that energy you know, during the game when you're, your team is thrown up all over themselves. Uh, you know, their offensive lineman couldn't block anybody. I mean, you know, when your quarterback's thrown into a bunch of jerseys. I mean, you know, maybe once in a while show that to them instead of the guys, you know, with the, the pens and paper. Well, nobody has pens and papers anymore. The guy's texting. The guy's tweeting out your combos and the gals. I mean, it's just bizarro to me and to make up these, you know, these controversies or these criticisms over – Oh, if I didn't challenge a one-yard, you know, differential, please. Was it the last play of the game? No. Nobody's telling you to do that. Just save your timeouts for something more important. Save your challenges for something more important or more impactful. That's all. That's all that is. And, again, it's it's great that, um, you know, you're mad at the officials and you know, they, you know, made some calls you, you don't like. But to reflect on that as long as we have on, on a Monday after a – a game that was winnable and, you know, it's a margin of error is razor, razor thin with this group. And part of that razor thin margin for error is decision-making, especially from the head guy, from your coordinators and everybody. I mean, everything matters. And for that to be the thing, you know, we're going to focus on, I don't know, it's just loser talk. It's loser talk. It really is. It's self-preservation. I'm, I'm freaking out here. I'm losing the grip. Talk is what it is. It doesn't come off like somebody who's in command. Boom, did it. All right, timeout. Uh, we'll come back. Indianapolis coming up, uh, you know, or Indi- the Indianapolis combo finally. I'm finally going to get to it. You know, I kept pushing it off because of other things. We're going to get to it coming up next. The strangest day, one of the strangest days in NFL history, frankly, in terms of the way uh, an owner has uh, turned things upside down over these last three weeks. And to come to a guy who's sitting in a studio and coaching high school football to hand the keys over, even on an interim basis, is bonkers. We'll get to it straight ahead. Uh, Scott Jackson here, Burgundy Gold, today here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, Burgundy Gold today. Final segment with you. Hoffman Show coming up at uh, 3 here on the Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Uh, I believe on the Hoffman Show today, one Ben Standig the Athletic DC will be in the house. I'll be hanging out with Craig tomorrow uh, for a bit as well. All right, um, so this is kind of funny. Now, I, oh, man, I just moved it off the page. How stupid was that? Uh, talk, 
the stuff that happened yesterday with the Colts is bonkers. Like I saw, like my phone, you know, gave me the old notification about, <laughs> you know, the old notification about uh, Frank Reich being fired. And, and last week, when they fired the offensive coordinator, who did not call plays, I thought that felt pretty desperate and kind of pretty chicken, you know what, on Frank Reich's part. And I like Frank Reich, but anyway, but maybe there was a disagreement. Like maybe there was a more to it than that, but it just didn't feel right. Um, look, Jim Arsay has been all over this thing. He's done some crazy stuff. Uh, he told them to get this quarterback on the field. This quarterback changed the depth chart. He didn't want Nick Foles to be the backup. He wanted this Ellinger kid on the field. He's done some wild stuff, no doubt. Looks like he has completely lost his mind. Jeff Saturday off the ESPN set to be the coach. And, um, you know, he's been coaching high school and, and all this stuff. It, it's just nuts. Absolutely nuts. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Now, here's the funny part. Just let's just play this for a second. What if he's actually good? <laughs> like, what if Jeff Saturday appears to be a competent head coach? I mean, what does that say about the coaching ranks and all this goofiness, right? About uh, about what's going on and and how everybody thinks you should, you know, hire and what have you. <laughs> what would that mean if like a guy literally off the ESPN set ends up being a good coach? I mean. <laughs> I mean, what's next after that? I mean, they, they look, there's GMs, there's head coaches hired, you know, former coaches that get on TV and talk and end up getting hired. I mean, look, Marty Schottenheimer, a lot of people think got hired here because he criticized Dan Snyder. So he got on the radar way back when. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, Saturday, again, no NFL coaching experience at all. I mean, good player, was a center. I mean, it's kind of bonkers. Coach in high school, go ahead, have at it. So I think John Kime did this. Yes, he did. He was the one who uh, reached out to the commanders today for a statement on uh, what's going on with the Colts, you know. The Colts have talked a lot about the commanders, so hey, why not ask the commanders what they think of the Colts? Uh, so here's what the commanders had to say via statement. We would, we would never judge an owner without having all the facts. <laughs> we stand for people of merit and experience and promote policies that provide equal opportunity for all. So apparently they don't think Jeff Saturday has merit. All right. He probably doesn't. But would it be wild if he was really good at it? Would change some things. Because it is a copycat league. I, I don't think there's any help in that team. They don't block anybody. Unless he's going to play center uh, for them, I think they're they're pretty screwed. Now I see this headline that says Dan Orlovsky. Um, ESPN's Dan Orlovsky um, said that uh, he there was some discussion that he could soon be working with Saturday again. Uh, appearing on the Tuesday edition of the Dan Patrick Show, Orlovsky didn't rule out joining Saturday's coaching staff in Indianapolis. Uh, his initial remarks on the subject became clear that Monday's uh, horseshoe wasn't both uh, a bolt from the blue. Here's what uh, Orlovsky said from Pro Football Talk. He says, my initial thought was, wow, and then I worked with Jeff for two days a week, and I'm constantly in the conversation with him, and my brain went into all the conversations we had, and over the like the last like six weeks, because at that, and in that moment I put two and two together. But as yesterday unfolded, I was like, "Oh wow, now it all makes sense." You know, we all would have these really detailed conversations about what's going on in the NFL, and you know, teams that were doing things well, teams that weren't doing things well. He goes scheme, philosophy, identity, coaching, and all that stuff. And you know, the kind kind of when the news broke, it made a lot more sense as to why we've had those conversations. Orlovsky, a former Colt. Um, was asked whether or not he was offered uh, a job as the team's quarterback coach, and he said no, or not directly no, whatever that means. 
Dan Patrick, then our Astrolovsky, what that means. Like, I'm thinking the same thing. Good question, Dan. Uh, Jeff and I had a conversation about coaching. Orlovsky said we had some really good in-depth conversations of, like, what coaching looks like, who are the good ones, who are the bad ones, my interest level in it, uh, where I am at the present moment. That's when I look back and I'm like, aha, you know, like I think I was gathering kind of a feel for information without revealing some stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Anyway, Orlovsky added he and Saturday exchanged texts on Monday. That's confusing. When, like, why is his name – like, his last name being the day of a week makes it very confusing when you put another day of the week in the sentence. Orlovsky added that Saturday exchanged texts on – oh, my God. Orlovsky added that he and Saturday exchanged texts on Monday. <laughs> I hope that's as funny to me – or to rest of you as it is to me. Uh, the weed smokers will find it funny. Anyway – they decided to uh, touch base later, and then Saturday has not directly offered me anything, no, according to Orlovsky. Orlovsky's super smart on TV. Yeah, why not you know, throw him out there, too, while we're at it? And make um, – I had somebody text uh, tweeting me earlier about, you know, since we're pulling from TV, why not the next uh, commander's uh, GM slash president of football ops be Louis Riddick? He's been trying to get back in the game for a while, I believe. He was here. Uh, too, for a while. So he, he knows, well, it would be a different lay of the land, I would suppose, when he gets in it. I mean, look, anything's on the table at this point. I, I don't know if he would be any good at it or not. I actually like him on TV. I'm not so sure Jeff Saturday teaching high school, coaching high school football is going to be any good at it either. Orlovsky's great at film breakdowns, but does that make you a coach? I don't know. But times are changing. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, they're, they're essentially – you know, telling you what you need to know about your team for a lot of these guys, right? Like, they're out there snitching on the crappy coaching that's going on within the organization. And some of these guys are paying attention to it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt uh, they're paying attention to it. I mean, this this owner's so bonkers in Indianapolis. I mean, anything's possible. They could have Orlovsky as the OC by the weekend, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised Peyton Manning get, didn't get drug into this, but he's probably he's got he's too rich to want to waste his time to fail. I, I would think at this point. But it is fascinating, you know. I don't know who's next. I don't know who's next. Pat McAfee, maybe? No, probably not. All right, um, Hoffman Show coming up next. I want to thank uh, Vince Quinn for the bro- the Bell and Birdman podcast at Philly. My friend Fred Smoot as well, all of you, Michael Mara, for producing for us. Uh, I'll be back with you on Thursday on this program, Burgundy Gold Today, with my friend Doc Walker. Until then, so long. Craig Hoffman Show straight ahead here on the Team 90 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.